2: Welcome to The Best Bits, a podcast that is dedicated to helping you grow through the worst bits to get to the best. I'm your host and resident hypnotherapist, Lily, and my passion is to help women overcome whatever is holding them back. So let's get into it. I'd like to recognize the traditional owners of the land in which I am recording this podcast on today and to extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Hello, everybody. Welcome to today's Thursday juicy episode. And today's episode, when I say juicy, I am so excited because to me, this is like the juiciest topic of all. It's what I'm most passionate about. And I literally cannot wait to get into it. Uh, But let's start off with my best, my worst and my quote. Okay, so my best. I told you all last week that my sister's wedding was going to be on the weekend and it was amazing. It was literally the best day and I think it was just so fun because it was just so filled with love and happiness and like all of our favorite people were there. And when do you ever get that? Like literally, when do you get all of your favorite people in one place, all celebrating the same thing? It was just so beautiful. It was very emotional. Um, but it was just, it was honestly the best. And I did my speech, which I said I was really nervous about and it went really well. So I'm super stoked with that because I was actually quite nervous. And usually, usually I'm okay with public speaking, uh, but I think because it was a speech that was like, obviously very meaningful and in front of literally all the people that I care about in the world, I was so nervous, but I think I did okay. So yeah, it was really, really good. Um, my worst, completely off topic, completely. But as you all know, I'm training for a half marathon. And I know every time I say I'm training for a half marathon, I apologize for saying it because it is probably really annoying to hear about, but I am training for a half marathon. Um, and I don't know if there's anyone out there listening to this that can freaking help me because I cannot for the life of me find a pair of running shoes that are comfortable for me. I have tried so many, I feel like, and my problem is, is that I have a really high arch and I went and bought a pair the other day, just of ASICS and I ran in them and literally within the first couple of Ks, I get the worst like hot spot on the ball of my foot, and it's burning. Like it literally feels like when I'm running, my foot is on fire. Um, so I sneakily return them. I like clean them up and return them, which is probably really bad. Athlete's foot. Please don't listen to this. Um, <laughs> and then I got another pair and of, of a different brand of sockinis, and. They're better, but I still get that freaking hot spot on my foot and I just, I don't know what to do. So for those of you that don't care about running, um, this is probably really boring, but for those of you that do, and I know there are a few of you out there that are listening to this, please send me a message. Tell me what I can do because I am over it and it's making my running experience not enjoyable at all. Okay. That's my worst. Sorry. there's was a bit of a rant there. Um, and my quote, okay. So my quote is going to lead us perfectly into today's episode. So this is one from Abraham Hicks. And I think Abraham Hicks, actually, I won't even say, cause I honestly don't know. Um, but it says, a belief is only a thought you continue to think. And when your beliefs match your desires, then your beliefs must become your reality. I just freaking love this quote because it is the perfect depiction of your subconscious mind, your belief systems, your feelings, your emotions, and how they directly affect your reality. And that is what today's episode is about. It is about how your subconscious mind directly impacts your reality. And as I said at the start of this episode, this is literally my favorite topic in the whole world. <laughs> to me, the subconscious mind is like magic. And even though it's it's not magic, it's 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 science, it's the human body, it to me is like magic because when you really have a deep understanding of how your subconscious mind works, how you can make change to it, it does directly affect how you interact with the world and your reality, how, how you perceive your reality, and then on some level as well, what directly comes into your reality based on how you are feeling. So let's bloody get into it um, because I'm super excited to chat about it. So first to start off with, your subconscious mind. So you have a conscious mind and a subconscious mind. You all know that. I'm not telling you anything you don't know. Uh, the, sub- the subconscious mind is where all of your feelings, your beliefs, your long-term memories all of that is stored within that subconscious mind and then your conscious mind is like all of your logical thinking your day-to-day decision making um yeah really just how you interact you know logically within within the world around you now you probably uh, have seen like the picture of like an iceberg right so the tip that kind of sticks out of the water that's your conscious mind. And then the bit of it that's all the way down into the ocean, that is your subconscious mind. And really the perfect way to describe the subconscious mind is like, it's like the um, the puppeteer like pulling the strings behind the scene and it's kind of calling all the shots and we're kind of like this little puppet that doesn't even know what's going on, um, but that subconscious mind is calling all the shots, pulling all the strings, and really making all of the decisions as to how we feel, how we think, and how we interact with the world around us. So the most important part of the subconscious mind for me is that our feelings and beliefs are held there, and. Our feelings and beliefs, so typically they are developed when we're really, really young, from the ages of like zero to seven years old. That's really when our subconscious mind is taking everything in. So it's like this sponge that is absorbing the world around us and it's developing our identities. It has like this span of time where I Our identities are being developed and it just takes everything in. So, I kind of like to think of us as sort of being born like, kind of like, you know, a bit of a a blank canvas. And within those first few years of life, everything is just beginning to be developed. And the other really crucial thing to know about this time is that we don't have critical thinking developed in our brain yet, which you probably would have guessed it. It's a very important part of our mind is critical thinking. So it gives us the ability to question things, to um, to have nuance and context applied to what people say, to what you see, to how you feel. But when we are developing all these beliefs, we don't have critical thinking developed. So we're taking everything in as fact as black and white as what we what we see is what we are um the relationships around us how they are is what they should be um how you know someone says something say about us that's that's what we are that's who we are uh we take it all in as fact and that develops our identity um and then it's, it's the craziest thing to me about you know, our subconscious mind is the fact that we can go our whole lives, our whole lives run by these beliefs that are developed when we're literally like five years old. And it's crazy to think that a five-year-old belief system could be running a 50-year-old's life. And that's why I love, 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 love what I do because it gives us the ability to infiltrate those beliefs, to see how they are affecting your reality and how we can actually change these to be in line with with really how you want to be living and, and really how you want to be interacting and feeling within your life. So our subconscious mind. It is always active. And when I mean it is always active, it is always active, (laughs) even when we are consciously not aware of it. So that means that it is constantly processing and it is constantly influencing our thoughts and our actions. At every moment, our subconscious mind is influencing us. So when I say our subconscious mind is directly affecting our reality it is doing this based on the fact that it has all of our beliefs and feelings stored memories past experiences it has it all stored there and anything new that comes at us it draws from these things and then it affects from there how we react how we respond and how we perceive the world around us based purely on our feelings, our beliefs, our past memories and the way that they have affected us. So every reaction we have is based on that. Every thought we have is, is based on that. Every feeling we have is based on all of those past things that are stored within us. Now, a term that is thrown around a lot, honestly by myself included, because I think it's the perfect way to describe it, is limiting beliefs. So limiting beliefs are really anything that we have stored within our subconscious mind that tells us uh, we can't do something, say, uh, we can't be loved, Uh, we're not smart enough, we're not good enough, we're not talented enough. We're not special. Um, Something that's possible for other people is just simply not possible for us. Uh, And these beliefs within our subconscious mind, they directly affect what, what decisions we make, what we go after in life, what we allow ourselves to do the possibilities and the opportunities that we attract into our life because of the way that we interact with the world around us. These limiting beliefs are there stopping us. They're limiting us. But the really, really, really important thing to understand about all of this and the the mindset shift that can really, really help you is understanding that these limiting beliefs they're not like out to get you. They're not things that are designed to cause you pain. Uh, They're actually things that are designed to like protect you completely. These limiting beliefs are only ever stopping us in, in the hopes with the intention to keep us safe because of past experiences where we have maybe failed where we've been broken up with, where we have been rejected, where we've really, really wanted something and we didn't get it. And our mind is like, nah, I'm not having you feel that ever, ever again. So I'm going to limit you. I'm going to going to limit what you do, what you seek, um, the the people that you surround yourself with because you could get hurt. And last time you experienced that, it really, really sucked. So not taking you away from that. And that's a big rule of the mind is that it is always trying to take you towards pleasure and away from pain. And it's kind of beautiful when you think about it like that, uh, that these limiting beliefs are trying to protect you. Um, And that's really any beliefs we have are designed to protect us because, of course, we all know this. Way back in the day, when we had to hunt and gather for our food, we had to be on the lookout for predators. So we had to have anxiety, we had to have limiting beliefs, because if we didn't, we would be super vulnerable to the elements, we would be super vulnerable to predators and getting eaten. So we had to be constantly on edge. And the thing is our world has changed significantly, but that million, billion-year-old thing within our brain that tells us we need to be on edge all the time hasn't hasn't stopped. So we hold all of these beliefs within ourselves to protect us. And I always, yeah, I always think it's kind of beautiful, but it's totally unnecessary Um And a lot of the time, these things that we experience when we're younger that inform our beliefs are like really pivotal things to go through and things that say heartbreak, for instance, it's the worst thing ever to go through when you're in it, but the lessons that you can take from it are astronomical and they can really inform, you know, how you, how you proceed with with relationships and how you feel about yourself and you can grow from it. But oftentimes the beliefs that we take from it are not, you're not lovable. Um, you, yeah, you can't be loved. Relationships are scary and, and all these things. Whereas if we actually just take the time to provide a little bit of nuance and a little bit of perspective, a lot of these things we can actually take some really, really great lessons from. So, That is how your subconscious mind is directly affecting your reality. And it's not some woo-woo, you know, whatever. It's simply your subconscious mind is directly influencing the way that you perceive the world around you and the way that you interact with the world around you. And... Say, say, for instance, I'll use a real-life example. So when it came to relationships for me, um, I remember that I would just always attract these people that either I, um, I couldn't see a future with or that they would have just never, you know, committed to me or made me a, um, like made me actually like their girlfriend. Like they would just never fully go there with me. And I remember just thinking, I just, I must not be someone that can have like a long lasting relationship. I'm not, I'm not worthy of that. I'm not special enough for that. And I remember really, truly believing this, like to my very core that no one's going to commit to me. I'm not committable, right? And then I remember I did a hypnosis session and we uncovered all these beliefs that I had about myself, which were based off of past experiences, things that I learnt, a range of different things. And I was able to just give myself some perspective to understand things from a completely different way to question a lot of these beliefs. And I remember literally a month after I did this, I met my partner who is my partner now and who I'm engaged to who clearly is committed to me, (laughs) which obviously means I'm not uncommittable, right? It's just those beliefs that I held so strongly within myself that only enabled me to attract certain types of people, that only enabled me to look for those types of people because a big part of our subconscious mind, and this is such an important one, is whatever we hold true within our subconscious mind, whatever we believe, we are going to look everywhere for evidence of it for proof of it to reaffirm to us that we're right which is crazy because why do we want to affirm that we're correct about things that are hurtful to us it's it's illogical but that's the thing about the subconscious mind is is it's not logical it's completely illogical but it comes down to our beliefs and that relationship example, you know, that's just one example. But there's so many other ways that your subconscious mind can affect your reality. Say for uh, for work example. So recently, I've been working with a lot of um, a lot of clients that have really corporate roles, and they have they are they're so freaking smart, like. The jobs that they tell me they have, I'm like, holy shit, you're so incredibly smart. But they're really struggling to progress within their role and their company because they have all of these limiting beliefs about what they deserve, and a big one is imposter syndrome. I'm not meant to be here. I've fluked this so far. They're going to find out who I am. Um I'm not smart enough. Someone else could do this role so well, uh, so much better than me. All these beliefs that clearly are not true, like so clearly are not true, but they hold them to be true because they've developed the belief, maybe when they were really young, who knows, that they just weren't smart enough. They're just not good enough. They don't deserve success. Or whatever it is and then we take the time to like really understand these beliefs understanding what their subconscious mind is informing them of and questioning it like questioning the things that happened when they were younger and asking themselves okay did that actually mean that I wasn't smart did that mean that I didn't deserve success as an adult And they'll have this aha moment of like, fuck, no, it never meant that. It never, ever meant that. And once you question a subconscious belief, right, once you actually question it, challenge it, and create really from that questioning a new belief, things start to shift. Like my clients will always, always tell me, that they feel so much lighter after working through this stuff. Like it's like something has been like lifted off their chest and they just feel lighter. And I think that honestly is that releasing of a subconscious belief or feeling that was burdening them, that was holding on so tightly within their body. And once you release that, it's like you breathe it out and it's just a relief. It's like, <sighs> okay, now I can live my life how I'm meant to live it. Now I can finally freaking reach my potential because I don't have this thing holding me back. Um, it's really, really phenomenal. And there's this other really great quote that I love, um, and it's by Henry Ford. And it says, whether you think you can or think you can't, you're Right. And I have never believed anything more than that. The way you feel and what you you think and truly believe is true, it will become true for you. So it's so easy. It is so freaking easy to develop these limiting beliefs. Because, I mean, look at the society that we live in. Like, fuck, it's not that easy to develop healthy self-esteem, uh, and a healthy, uh, sense of self when, you know, we have a lot to compare ourselves to. We, um, live, I guess, you know, quite negatively geared in, in that sense. And also because of our evolutionary makeup, like, our, our subconscious mind is, is designed, as I said, to protect us. So if we're just like, you know, constantly feeling good about ourselves and, you know, um, feeling confident and putting ourselves out there, our subconscious mind is is scared. So it's not easy to develop these really strong, positive core beliefs from such a young age. It's not easy. So it's, normal that so many of us feel anxious and have that, you know, lower sense of self-esteem. It's normal. But the biggest, most important thing that you need to know is that these subconscious beliefs are not fixed. They are not destined. They're not permanent. Our subconscious mind is malleable and neuroplasticity is your best best friend. Just because you develop these beliefs when you were five years old, it doesn't mean that at 30, you need to still have them. But the biggest thing is you have to question them. You have to get to the bottom of what do I believe? And is this true anymore? And what is an alternative belief that I could possibly replace this with? And really, truly doing that process authentically, genuinely, consistently, that can change your life. It can change your reality because once you question those beliefs and change them, it will directly affect your reality. I swear to you. Now, there's a few ways that you can do this. Obviously, working with me, I know I shouldn't be plugging myself. and Well, maybe I should. I don't know. Fuck it. I I, I don't really care because I get really freaking awesome results for my clients. So work with me, number one. From there, if you don't want to do that, that's fine. Um, Journaling is a really good one which I know is such a cliche one. And honestly, I don't love journaling for myself. I find it quite boring. Um, But journaling is a really good one. So really um, identifying the belief that that you have. So say you're not progressing at work. Okay, what am I scared of here? Um, Asking yourself a few questions to just really get to the bottom of what is this core belief? And then asking yourself, okay, where did I develop this? Where did this come from? What does this feeling and thought remind me of? Um, and then questioning it. Is this true? Is this really true? And asking yourself, okay, if, if, if it's not true, is there something I could maybe replace this with? And really going from there, that's a really good one. Uh, and then the other one, which I just think is just ultimately so important is meditation. I know another cliche, I always talk about it, but meditation really enables you to understand yourself at at the core of who you are. So starting a meditation with just the intention of, okay, I'm feeling this way, I just want to really think about and really get clear on why I feel this way. And just simply sitting with the feelings, sitting and breathing with the feelings of what it is you're experiencing just allows some really, really great insight as to why. So meditation is super important. And just observing, like observing a belief, observing a feeling, a thought is so freaking powerful. Um, I think there's this thing in science where like simply like observing an atom can move it. So really just being the observer to those beliefs and not buying into them is a really important part of changing them. Because once you can observe them and sort of see them from a different perspective, things really begin to change. So that's a really good one. Um, Another really, really good one is, so this is something I've spoken about before a lot as well, uh, is doing something like, so obviously with, with hypnosis in its traditional form, which is getting under a hypnotic trance and then kind of doing some, you know, positive affirmations there, which isn't what I do within my business. I do conversational hypnosis. So it's it's different and it's, it's I would say, deeper. But this is just a really good thing to add on to whatever it is that you're doing. Recording yourself, right? So recording yourself on your phone, saying, saying how you want to feel, how you want to, you know, believe, how you want to interact in the world, saying it as, I am this, I'm doing this, I am living this way, putting it into GarageBand or whatever software you have, putting it on a loop for like an hour, putting some really relaxing music behind it, falling asleep to that. Because when you are asleep, your subconscious mind is obviously really open because you're conscious logical mind isn't there, you know, calling the shots, um, and having that sink into your mind while you're sleeping. It's a great thing. I haven't done it in a while, but I did it pretty consistently for a while and it was really, really great. So I highly recommend doing that. Um, and then just being really aware of the lens that you're looking through the world at. So really understanding okay, these are my beliefs, these are my core feelings, once you really get to the bottom of it, and becoming aware of how those beliefs are colouring the lens that you're looking at the world through. And once you just become aware of how those beliefs are affecting what you see and how you perceive the world and what you're experiencing, that can really just from that awareness and that observation really begin to change things, but also allow you to question the way that you see things. So that is my episode on the subconscious mind. There is probably so much more I could freaking talk about on this topic because it is so extensive, but if you take nothing else from this episode, please, please understand that whether or not you are aware of it, whether or not you investigate it, whether or not you commit to understanding and changing your subconscious beliefs, they are directly affecting your reality regardless. They are doing it all constantly, all the time, whether or not you're aware of it. So you may as well take the time to fully understand them, to investigate them, to change them so that the work that they're doing regardless is actually in your favor and is actually going to help you reach your full potential because it's there, it's just blocked by a few limiting beliefs. Okay. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode. I honestly could talk about this for hours. Um, and I guess this is a really, you know, basic introduction to the subconscious mind, but honestly, I just think that's all you need. Like you don't need to understand. I probably don't even the science, the intricacies, the everything about, you know, your mind. This is the basics of what you need to understand. And from here, from this understanding, you can make great, fantastic change to your life and speaking of um, i have my anxiety course together with thrive starting on the 14th of february valentine's day beautiful and it is for those who are struggling with anxiety at the moment so any anxiety that you're feeling because we have a one on one at the start of the course which directly tackles your specific anxiety so Um, whatever the the anxiety that you're experiencing, if you are, this course is truly for you. But also included within the course is, so at the start of the course, we have a group check-in with everyone and we say, all right, where are we at? Where do we want to go? And we literally put down on paper exactly how you're wanting to feel. And by the end of the course, when we have our second check-in, we tick all the things off. We literally tick off, okay, I wanted to feel really calm and at ease. Fuck yeah, I, I feel that. So that's really our barometer of like the results and the success. And you also have an anxiety masterclass in there as well as a group chat where basically I'm going to be sending um, resources, support, things you need to know to honestly become anxiety free. Um, and, of course, you've got that one-on-one with me there as well. So that is starting on the 14th of Feb. It's a five-week course. So the price is $55 per week. Um, and it's probably the cheapest I'm going to be doing it because, yeah, there's a lot of good juicy stuff in here. But I just want to, yeah, bring it out to you guys and just just get you feeling so good. So I'm super stoked with that. Uh, if you do want to join, um, you can sign up. And I will uh, put a link in the show notes below. Um, Yeah, I'm super excited for you guys. And I just can't freaking wait. Thanks for listening, guys. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your week. And I will see you next Tuesday for another cheeky reminder. Um, Yeah. Bye.
1: Selling a little or a lot?